We are in Ezekiel 47. We've been looking at the river that flows from the temple of God and been seeing some just encouragement and, and messages in there for us as a church. We started this series by saying we're going to be casting some vision now at the end of this year so that we enter 2020 with a grand idea already of what God is going to be leading us in. And the River of God has been an incredible journey to see where it starts and it originates from the sanctuary. And today we are that temple where we have encounter and meeting with God. And from there the river flows into the world and effectuates the kingdom wherever it goes. On the first week we had a look at vision and how this river was sustained by vision. How it continued stretching out further and how Ezekiel was in the middle of this, this river but the angel asked him, or the messenger asked him, have you seen this? Have you stopped to, to see what God is busy with? And we've been talking about that idea. Have we stopped to see the vision of what we are a part of as a church? What we are a part of in his kingdom? Second week, we look at sacrifice. And how the river wasn't meant to stay at the temple or around the temple. It was meant to go into the dry and the dead places. Through the Arava, which is the wilderness area, and into the Dead Sea where it's dead, and to bring revival. So where the river of God flows, life will come to the dry and the dead places, but we have to make a decision to sacrifice the comforts and the hanging around the temple to actually go to these places. And then last week, we had an incredible time together where we were joined with Pastor Linda from Every Nation Zola and Pastor Joy from Every Nation Kailicha and some of their congregants, and we just looked at diversity. How in the river of God and then into the, the sea was all kind of fish. Everywhere you looked, it's just fish of all, all kinds. And this whole idea that we see from the beginning to the end of the Bible that God always has all people's groups in his heart. That's always his plan. It's always his mission to reach everyone. Last week was an incredible moment to just hear from them and to know that we actually live in a nation where diversity is everywhere the whole time and we can enjoy it and celebrate it and see the river of God run through that. Psalm 46 verse 4 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. Where the river of God is going, there's an abundance of joy. There's fullness, there's life, there's provision, there's everything that we need. And this morning we're going to look just at the last verse, verse 12, to get us into the message this morning. I'm going to be reading from verse 6. And then you can join me in verse 12 on the screen. So I'm reading from the ESV translation. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arava and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish. For this water goes there that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From Engedi to Ingelham, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are to be left for salt. And on the banks... On both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month. 
because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray as we look into your word this morning that it would be a mirror to our hearts. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bring life into the word and anoint your word in such a way that we can adjust our lives to it and that we can live from it. We ask that you be the preacher in our midst and Christ, that you be glorified in the study of your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a beautiful conclusion to this image of the river of God is all around this river, you just see trees. And these trees are special trees, not just trees, but they are filled with green leaves and fruit. And not just some seasons, but literally all seasons of life or through a year, so winter, summer, winter, summer throughout, these trees are filled with leaves and fruit, never failing to produce fruit. This is such a prophetic picture, and we're going to see in a moment where in the Bible this is shared with us, but a prophetic picture of what we become when we are planted by the river of God. A prophetic image of we becoming trees that will bear fruit at all times of life and all seasons and in all moments. I remember growing up in uh, Pretoria, our breakaways when we have family holidays were often towards Sukruka National Park. That was kind of the, the go-to, Mpumalanga. So I can tell you all around that we, we went quite often and we would stay outside the Kruger National Park because my mom wasn't too keen to be inside the bush and driving in the heat of the day every time, but we stayed outside and sometimes she just stayed back and my dad would take us, the kids, into the park early morning so that we get the animals when they wake up and then we would drive through these scarce lands where there was really not a lot of animals. And I was always perplexed that my dad would take us on these routes. He's one of those guys that he wants to take a different route. He doesn't take the same route twice. He lives in Pretoria, works in Joburg, and he drives a different road every single day. It's just the way he is. So he was like, I'm going to go explore some other parts of the Kruger National Park and some, some roads I haven't seen. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Dad, can we just go to the rivers? Because it's in the rivers that we'll find the animals. That's where the, the marula trees are and where the elephants are basking. And, and then we, we used to stop at Lower Sabi. And then when you stop there and there's this massive river, you can just sit outside with a Coca-Cola and look across the fence and you'll see animals. This whole idea that around the river is where life is. Around the river is where the trees are that's carrying food for others to enjoy, for the animals to swarm and come and live there. And this is the prophetic image that is given to us that where the river goes, there's life, there's fruit, there's these trees that are evergreen and always in season, and it's fruit and it's healing for the nations, the Bible says. What would it look like to the world if they had to come and investigate the people of God, the temple of God, the church of God today, and they find a dry riverbed? Maybe the idea of some trees if you've ever seen a riverbed, that you can, you can tell it by the, the height of the trees around there and how many trees are there. But we would drive through the Kruger and go down to these rivers and sometimes they are just dry. There's not a drop. And then there's also no animals. But it's clear here that the vision God has for his church and for this temple that we are is that it is covered with life. It's covered with abundance. 
It's covered with fruit. It's covered with prosperity. And in there, life is found. So this morning, I want to share with us the idea of generosity. How around the river of God, we would find generous people. How around the river of God, we would find fruit for food and leaves for healing. That where the river of God and the presence of God and the power of God works, you will find trees, this prophetic image of who God sees us as humans, trees planted bearing fruit in all seasons for others to come and enjoy. And may it be that amongst us as a people, that that abundance which is described here in Ezekiel 47 actually lives and is found. I want to draw four conclusions this morning from our, our verse, verse 12. And the fir- very first one is this, that generosity flourishes around the river. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Around the river of God, you will find generosity. Generosity is not something that is just happening in a moment of a sermon and like, yeah, all of a sudden we're generous. No, it comes out of that place of gathering around the power and the presence of God. You will find a generous people. You will find a people who's bearing fruit in all seasons of life. I love how it says all kinds of trees. In other words, there are some olive trees that might bear 100 olives, but then there are also fig trees that might bear 30 figs. And for a great buffet meal, you need both the olives and the figs. And how these various kinds of trees aren't in competition with one another. We can so easily fall in that trap as humans and comparing what generosity should look like. But what it says is, you are a tree, and you might be an olive tree, or you might be a fig tree, and there's certain things I determined for you to bear in the fruit bearing that I have for you. So just bear fruit. The abundance isn't found in the one tree that's bearing millions of fruit. It's rather found in all the trees together bearing fruit together. It's about that collaboration, the people of God coming together and say, you know what, if it was just Pierre bearing olives, a hundred people might get a pit. But if it's all of us coming together as trees and bearing the fruit that God has entrusted to us, not comparing, but just living in that place of the river, goodness, what a feast we can offer to a broken world. What a place of life and abundance he has for his church around the river. Let me take us through this prophetic image that God has for us. Psalm 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on a day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Who wants to prosper in everything that you do? Well, there it is. Meditate and live and dwell around God, around the river of His presence, the river of His Word, the living waters that we get through reading this and and applying this through times of worship. It's about being in God and saying, we're not partnering with the world, with the mockers, with the the ways of the world, but we are a people who's around the river of God, and therefore we will be a fruit-bearing people. Another, Another scripture that that gives us this image is Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Twice said, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Just to emphasize the focus there. 
So in other words, not trusting in the worldly systems, not trusting in bank balances, not trusting in the systems of the world, but taking the words of Jesus to heart where he said, my father knows that you need these things, so you just seek the kingdom. You seek the river. You seek that place of bearing fruit. You are blessed when you trust God like that. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. And this is amazing. And he does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So there's actually a positioning in the river of God where we could not be anxious when it's the year of drought? Yes. There's actually a place that we can live where we're not fearing when heat comes. And I think we are quite aware that we are in the heat of economy in our nation. But we can actually be in such a place where we don't fear because we know that we are around the river of God and generosity and abundance is available for his people. And we're not a people who's comparing olives to figs. We're just saying, God, in my faithfulness to you, I'm going to be a tree planted amongst the trees of my brothers and sisters in this community. And I'm going to bear the fruit that you have given me to bear. And I'm going to do it joyfully and with abundance. There will always be generosity around the river of God. Maybe you are in that place of fear this morning. Maybe you just need to hear that encouragement. See, what anxiety and fear does is we hold on to the fruit. I'm not going to let these 50 apples go because I'm not sure what's going to happen next month. Well, according to what's being said here is next month there will be 50 more apples. Or maybe 40. But you'll be bearing fruit every month. God entrusts to us every month the ability to make money and steward money into his kingdom. And if we hold on to it, by the end of the month, it's just going to be fraught. You see, the tree doesn't benefit from the fruit it bears. It's meant for food and for healing for others. And again, I say what Jesus said. First seek my kingdom, fruit bearing in my kingdom, fruit bearing around the river, and all the things that you need. My Father in heaven, he knows, guys. He will take good care of you. Don't worry about those things. Don't fall into the anxiety, Matthew 6. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious when it's the year of drought. Don't be anxious when it's heat. Just be planted by the river. Be encouraged by the presence of God. Second thing I want to share from verse 12 is this. Generosity's fruit is for all seasons. We don't hit pause on fruit bearing according to our watch. And according to our reality, we don't say, okay, God, you know what? I'm going to be faithful for three months and I'm going to be bearing fruit and doing what you ask of me and be generous, but then I'm just putting a little bit of a done and done with. And I just need two months to just, just use that for a year and then maybe I'll just start giving there again. You know how our human hearts are sometimes? But according to this, where the river of God is, there's no season. Every season we bear fruit. Winters, winter seasons, autumn Spring, summer, there's always fruit around the river of God. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fall or fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month. Every month, God entrusts to you the ability to bear fruit. Every month, you have the ability to share the fruit in such a way that others benefit. I want to take our attention for a moment to the church in Macedonia, who were clearly in a drought, 
heat season and a winter when it comes to the economy. And let's see how Paul described them to the church in Corinth. He said this, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, pause, in a severe drought, in the hottest of heat, in the longest winter, a severe test of affliction, not just a little bit, just gonna, a severe test. Their abundance of joy, why were they joyful? Because they were planted in a river and their extreme poverty, like if you go look at the original word there for extreme poverty, it's like you get poor and then you get that. that. It's like there's nothing. But in their abundance of joy and with the extreme poverty, when the heat was on, they've overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. The river of God was overflowing in the church of Macedonia in the season where human understanding looked at it like there's no way. He says, and I can testify, for they gave according to their means what they could give, but then also beyond what they could give. These people didn't only say, well, we have this and we can, they said, we have this, we can give this and we should, but we are gonna overflow in the generosity that God has placed in us and we're gonna give more than that. It says, of their own accord, no one asked them. And then it said, they were begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. Imagine that, a begging church. Elders, we wanna give more. Please, can we give more? I've got so much to give. Can you just open up a bank account and I can just pour more money into it? That's what it says. They went to the leaders. It's like, we're begging you. Can we give more? Imagine that. That's an upside down kingdom, right? Isn't that what we are a part of? But imagine that day. It's like when Moses said, we're gonna be building something for God and he had to tell people, whoa, 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 no, you can stop now. Genoeg. Klaar. Ons het genoeg geld. There's something that happens when a people's hearts are so set on God that they just give as much as they can. And in fact, they beg to be part of the kingdom. They say, you know what? Yes, I want, please, and can I be involved in Kailicha? Yeah, I've got so much to give. Please, I want to be involved in, in, in serving at church because I've got some time. I've got some energy. I've got some talent. I want to be giving. A begging community who wanted to give what they could and more. It's beautiful. Sure, this is exciting. It says, take, begging us for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Wow, that's amazing. These people understood how it works in giving themselves to God, in planting themselves around the river in keeping the priority of God first in their lives, flowed the understanding that now we can give to others. That's what it means to be planted by the river of God and be a tree bearing fruit in all seasons. God, you first in everything I seek you, I ask you, I consult you, I, I, I set in your word and let, let you speak to me. And then out of that priority comes the priority of blessing others. The third thing that I want to share with us is that generosity flows from the sanctuary. Their leaves will not wither. Why? Nor their fruit fail. Why? Because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. It speaks again of the essence or the quintessence rather, the central idea of Christianity, relationship and intimacy with God. 
It's about that place where you are in relationship with Jesus and that, that place of drinking from the river yourself that you will become generous and that you will bear fruit and green leaves through all seasons of life. It's not a, I've got to make this happen. It's a, I'm going to be with Jesus. Spend time in his word and in the abundance will come as a result. These trees were standing next to the river and they knew the source. They knew that this river of God is never gonna run dry, so I'm gonna be planting close by and my roots are gonna be shooting out towards the streams so that I can drink because it's in that drinking of him that I'd be bearing fruit in all seasons of life and at all times. Close proximity. This is what Jesus said when he said, abide in me, constantly live in me in the sanctuary, in that meeting place, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. If you want to be fruitful and fruit-bearing, abide in Christ. It's in those moments that Christ might just speak to you and challenge you to bear fruits that your bank balance doesn't allow. You're like, okay, God, you're asking me to give 10 olives away, but I literally just have five. Where on earth am I going to find the five others? And I want to share a quick testimony. Eliana and I have been sensing out of our walk with God and walk with an individual that there's an individual that we really want to help get home for Christmas this year who hasn't seen her family for five years or longer. And this person shared the story, not with any expectation, but when we heard the story, We've really felt the burden and we said, you know what, let's take this to God. God, here's some fruit that we would love to bear, but it, we just don't have it. And here's the beauty of that abiding place. So Jesus, we're bringing this to you. You see the need, we see it, we're trusting you, but can you make a way? Can we, out of our time with you and trusting you, see you do a miraculous work? And by the grace of God, he provided a means to us so that we can help this individual go see a family in December. If it was Pierre measuring my own fruit, I would have said, there's no way. And I would have bootmarked the plan and I would have taken one of my olives and said, this is all I can give and it would still not be enough. And I would like, okay, this is what I could do. But I, I learned again the value of just saying, Jesus, I'm gonna bring this before you. I believe there's fruit to be, to be sharing. Can you make this happen? I don't want to do this out of my own strength. I don't want to abide in you and see that fruit take place. What would it look like if all of us as a congregation are daily on our knees before him and say, God, where can we bear fruit? And would you be the supplier of that stream of life that allows me to bear fruit in this world that so desperately needs it? It's abiding in him that generosity flows. It's one of the measures of an individual to really know if they're intimate with Christ as their generosity. And I don't just speak about monetary generosity, I speak about a life of generosity. Opening up homes, giving lifts, taking time to send people encouraging messages, taking time to serve, whatever it is, wherever you can be generous. But it's one of those marks of a people that are truly intimate in abiding in the vine is they are generous. Just sometimes with a smile or a conversation or an encouragement. And then lastly, generosity feeds and heals. The fruit of the trees will be for food and the leaves will be for healing. 
your monthly fruit, your partnering with the community of trees, what we bring together and collaborate on is meant to be for food and for healing. That's the purpose of it. It's the God-designed purpose of the trees is to bear fruit that'll be for food and healing. And I believe it's not just spiritual, but it's also physical. God is not just interested in us reaching people spiritually and, and sharing the good news of the gospel with them, but also to demonstrate the gospel for, through the giving of food. One of the things that I love about this community is that we are generous in our benevolence. That people in this church know that if they are falling on hard times and they are in need of food, they can speak to leaders and say, hey, we are battling. And we have been really enabled by your generous giving to help people in moments where they need food. I love Jesus' heart. The second time he gets to feed the 4,000, first time was the 5,000, this time the 4,000, it said that they've been walking with him for quite some time and it said that Jesus saw the crowd and he had compassion on them. And then he said this, I am unwilling to let them go hungry. Wow, Jesus, that's profound. What would it look like if we say we are unwilling to let those in close proximity to us go hungry? We are unwilling because we have compassion to see them suffer. What would it look like if every church member across the globe, imagine for a moment with me the vision of everyone who says, I'm a follower of Jesus, living with that resolve. I am unwilling to see people go hungry and actually bear fruit that'll be food for others. And then in the same breath, the food of the word, the food of the preaching of his word, the food of reaching out to the lost. And then also the leaves are for healing. It's where we're touching. It's where we're creating a shade for cover and refreshing. It's where people can come and find rest and restoration of their souls. It's such a beautiful picture of the green pastures in Psalm 23, where people's souls are restored. Can we be a people who say, we will bear fruit and we will carry leaves that will physically and spiritually impact those around us? Last week in our second service, Pastor Joy took a moment to talk about what it looks like when we give people something to eat and how we have to have the mind of Christ in that moment. Can I go real practical and say, can we have the mind of Christ to say no to some willy shopping and go shop somewhere else where it's a little bit cheaper so that we can actually get some food to people who need food? Anyone want to say an amen to that? Okay, one person. Thanks, Eugene. But I'm getting practical now. That's how we bear fruit, guys. To say, you know what, I know of a family down the road or I know of an individual who through this season might just benefit from a bag or two of groceries. So what, I'm just going to skip the pudding and the Willie's meal that I just pop into the microwave and spend half an hour to cut me up a salad so that they can have something to eat. I'm just going to say no to the expensive wine cellar wines and maybe just drink water for a meal or two so that someone just have something to eat. See, we've got to get practical at some point. Otherwise, it's just all out there. Like, that's great, we have the river, we're generous, but fruit-bearing people know how to bear fruit. They understand that they've got to think it and have the mind of Christ. I love what Jesus said when he sent out his disciples for the first time. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, guys. It's upon us, it's here. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying. 
Give without pay. You are living and existing around this river where there's fullness and abundance. Now give and share. Go and give it out. Give it away. And in that, you will be healing. You'll be touching. You'll be delivering people. That's the life I call you to. And then he says, acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts. Don't go walking around with cash enough for the next month. Everyone can see. Just don't worry about it. You just go. Don't take an extra pair of sandals. Don't take extra tunics. That's clothes. An extra pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Just go because the laborer is deserving of his food. My Father in heaven knows that you need those things. So you first seek the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will follow you. We are called to be bringers of food and healing to the world around us. 